following podcast may contain horse language. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Flick Snacks. I am one of your co-hosts, Scott. And I am the other co-host, Terry. Terry. This is episode four of season two. And we have a special treat for all of our listeners today. That is, that is right. We have a special guest joining us. Our first guest ever on this podcast. It's our friend and fellow movie enthusiast, Casey. Hello. Yes, that is Casey's voice you're hearing now. That is Casey. Just to reiterate. (laughs) Yeah, Casey. (laughs) So how's it going? How's it going, gentlemen? It's fantastic. We have we've got a gooder. We've got a gooder that we're reviewing today for once. This is a gooder. Yeah. Yes. So today's movie is John Carpenter's classic from 1988, They Live. Yes, a science fiction film in which some kind of aliens are creating slaves out of humans through subliminal messages and yes. hidden, hidden sounds and hidden visuals. Fake news. That's right, fake, fake news. news. Yes. yes. How meta. Yes, it is now. So yeah, so, so starts the the late great Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's right. In yes. maybe his most well known acting role. Yes. Yeah. He was yeah also if you don't in include uh, Sam or uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown. That's right, and. What's his name on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Oh, Maniac. The Maniac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's a young dude in They Live. Mm-hmm. He's got yeah. ni- nice flowing hair. Good looking flowing. guy. Yeah. yeah. Flowing mullet. That's yep. right. Yeah. And he wears the hell out of those jeans. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he does. Those are Emerson type jeans. Yeah. And he also takes every opportunity to be shirtless in this film that he can. <laughs> I was listening to the commentary and apparently uh, Rowdy Piper was saying there's rumors going around that uh, John Carpenter superimposed his head on somebody else's body during the construction scene because nobody believed he could have a body like that <laughs> since he never had a body like that during wrestling. <laughs> Not that built up top or whatever. He got fit. ripped. He got ripped, though. For that, for the part. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so, and John just thought, laughed it off, said, no, I didn't do that. So, yeah, because Piper left wrestling for two or three years. Well, he left, I was reading too. Yeah, he left wrestling because of this movie, because mm-hmm. he wanted to do the movie. And then Vince McMahon said, I can, don't do this movie. I'll get you a different movie within four weeks with the same pay. And Rowdy yeah. said, no, I want to do this movie. So he quit wrestling. 
to do this movie. And then when he came back, he had a bigger spotlight and was bigger than ever. So because of the movie. So yeah. 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 I was reading this movie was made for three million dollars. That's crazy. Yeah. Even and for nineteen eighty eight. And it grossed yeah. something um like around thirteen million, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Open number one its first weekend. Yeah. Open number one and grossed thirteen million during its entire run. Thirteen mm-hmm. million. Like that's insane. I d I don't I didn't see this in the theater. No. No, is... I didn't no. I was about fourteen when this came out. But yeah. I didn't see it until after it was on video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, basically Roddy Piper is I can't remember his name. He, they don't give him a name. In the credits, his name is Nada because he doesn't have. Oh one. yeah. Nada. So they refer to him in the in the commentary. They refer to him as John Nada. I think Nada was the name of the character in the original short story, wasn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so. And then yeah, they just uh, Nada because he was nothing. He's nothing. So yeah, he's not actually named in the movie. As far as yeah. Know. So yeah, Piper. He's a not drifter. a not as a drifter, and I think it's L.A., isn't it? He shows up yeah. in, yeah, yeah, and um, like in, I find that in Carpenter's movies that take place in L.A., he always makes it seem as greasy and dirty as he possibly can. Mm-hmm. Like he just shows like the dirty downtown, the underbelly. And, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, especially especially that alley where they have the big fight. That's. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the filthiest alley they can find for that fight. Mm-hmm. Can we just talk about this fight and get it out of the way? <laughs> sure. So they beat each other up for what is it, eight minutes, something I like think, that. I think the running time was five minutes and twenty seconds. Is that I think of that I read? Yeah. And after the fight, they're all beat up. Yeah. Yeah. And they're but all like, long. no, the next day. <laughs> yeah, they're not always... not a sign of anything yeah. that ever happened I think they're all they're, they're wolverine yes but let's not forget the fight was because keith david didn't want to put on sunglasses yeah, he's being so stubborn it's worth a yeah that's a worth a five minute fight he's just yeah. being a stubborn asshole yes that's right so yeah so pick going back keith david uh as i mentioned to you guys um before this um i had my son watch this movie with me and so when he first saw Keith David in the construction site wearing that purple tank top, <laughs> my son's like, is it me or does that guy give off a little bit of a gay vibe? <laughs> He's, he was the best dressed construction worker. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He He's was. a construction worker from the village people, I think. Is that what he was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like who so. wears white pants to a construction site? <laughs> Some guy who's not afraid to get dirty. Yeah. And of course, Keith David's second film with Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Carpenter the wrote the, Carpenter wrote the part for him because of yeah, because of the thing. Yeah, he enjoyed him in there, and also his reading, which also makes sense, and it totally would work. I mean, this movie could work with Kurt Russell, and the part was written for Kurt Russell. Oh, but for then, sure. But then yeah. he decided not to because he'd already made three previous movies with Kurt Russell. So what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's your guy. Go with yeah. him. 
It's no different than Scorsese and De Niro or something like that, right? So who cares? Scorsese and De Niro have done movies together? <sighs> they're talking about it. They, I think they're talking about they've got their next 10 movies planned out and they're going to do things together. Yeah. I will say uh, if they had gone with Kurt Russell, the acting would have been better. Yeah, I think he probably would have had more dialogue. He has yeah. a lot of observational acting where he's just yeah. staring at everything that's happening. What's happening? Yeah, yeah, everything's yeah. happening around him, and he's reacting to it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, yeah. especially like watching it today. I didn't. Yeah, you can really tell Piper's not a natural actor at all. But I think uh, Carpenter, I think Carpenter mainly picked him just for his like size, like his physical presence. Yeah, and his ruggedness. I guess yeah. they, they met at WrestleMania 3 is when yeah. they first met. And so then that put him in his head for when he was writing this after he decided not to go with Kurt Russell. I'm going to use the term cautious actor when yes. referring to Roddy Piper. Because <laughs> you can tell he can do it. He's just yeah. very, like, cerebral he's, about he's, it. He's understated. Yes, he's... Yeah, yeah. Because if you listen to the commentary, like he is very bombastic and very loud and stuff like that, and he is not that in this character. Yeah, that, that's Piper. Like that's the yeah. way he is. Like he's mm-hmm. a he's a wild boy. Yeah, that Saskatoon boy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot he was Canadian. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So I mean, what we're the plot really doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, he. The drifter, he finds a job on a construction site, befriends Keith David, and he takes him to this little homeless village. It's like a little shanty town. Yeah, to get some food and whatnot. Like Tent City. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, and and the solemn serving food, and this is just nitpicking. When they're serving peas to Roddy Piper, those are far too green to actually have just been made roadside like that. They <laughs> should not have been that green. They should have been more mushy and brown. There's no way they had the white, green, vibrant peas. And yeah. he got two. He got two spoonfuls. He was lucky. She's like, "Do you want some more?" He said, "Yeah." He I'm needs his, needs his vitamins. Yes. He had a big fight the next day. Yeah. I know that there's the part. Right around there, I think this comes in the nighttime when he's playing his harmonica, and he's playing it with <laughs> he's playing it with one hand, but he's making noises with that harmonica that he would have needed that second hand to make that kind of vibrating <laughs> sound and stuff like that. But how do you how do you know he can't play with one hand? You, you don't know how many times me and John Popper get together and discuss <laughs> harmonica <laughs> techniques. So, me and John Popper, me John Popper, Popper, me. John, John Popper, Popper Neil there's Young. A name, there's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, John mean, Popper. Him and Neil Young and, and Kid Popper. Rock. Yes. Yeah. And Bruce Willis. We all get together and that's, talk about that's, that's hilarious you mentioned that because I just watched this SNL from like '88 that he hosted. Right. Where his opening monologue was him playing the harmonica with G. Smith in the band. <laughs> oh yeah. Like two nights ago. Nice. Was that the same episode with the Seagram's wine cooler spoof that they did? Oh, shit. I don't know if I made it through the whole thing. They did a spoof. Would make sense, remember when yeah. he used to do all those uh, like Seagram's commercials? Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, SNL did a spoof of that, I remember. Yeah, it probably would have been insane. But the like, timing would have been right. With yeah. him, yeah. 
Sprockets. There was an episode of Sprockets. That's, <laughs> nice. Sprockets. That's so good. One yeah. of my favorites. Yeah, still holds up. Yeah. So Anyways. yeah. 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 So, so I mean. Roddy starts in doing in his observation starts getting curious about everybody around him and all the activities that are happening and you know Keith David is just telling him you now you know don't pay attention you know keep your place kind of thing yeah, and keep your head I down don't, yeah I don't want to rock the boat you know don't yeah. be you know, a busybody piper yes and he's like that he uh he doesn't cross like the white line or something like that then piper says the white line is in the middle of the road it's the worst place to drive. That, <laughs> yes. that, that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and of course that one of one of the people that it, it are in that uh, shanty town is the the drunk from Back to the Future. Um, oh the one, yeah, right? yeah yeah. And when the when the bulldozers came through and started destroying the shanty town, I was waiting for him to say "crazy drunk driver," <laughs> but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't happen. I was disappointed. So yeah. Anyways, so, so he gets, I, gets so he gets very curious about the church across the street. Yeah, he mm-hmm. from the time he gets to this shanty town, he's like peering yeah. and leering at everything, and like how how dare people be going in and out of a building I know nothing about. Yes. But yeah, and then he's the next day. He like goes into the church, and it's actually like a secret alien, yeah. anti-alien rebel facility where they're yeah they have like, like a, some half-ass fucking science lab set up with a bu- couple Bunsen burners and a beer yeah. and shit. It's, it's like um the Running Man resistance or whatever. They're trying to hack the feed to tell people the it's, truth. Yeah, that yeah, that's exactly what it reminded me of. Yeah, yeah. And uh or the French resistance from Top Secret. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the resistance from South Park, bigger, longer, uncut. Yeah. Make this sound like a dying giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they're all they're all related. So yeah, so then he you know, trips clumsily and then breaks away a wall conveniently. And sees a bunch of boxes in there and then uh, later the place gets raided and when he goes back he's like oh but wait they probably don't know where this hidden wall is I'm going to go back in there and that's when he discovers the sunglasses and he's able to discover the secret but then he's caught by the blind mm-hmm. preacher who right who oh, immediately right. starts molesting his face. Yes. <laughs> it's like, let me see let your me, face. Let me touch your face. Let me touch let your let face. Let me do it. I want to touch your face. I may not be able to see, but God shows me everything. <laughs> to, to quote Roddy Piper from the commentary, he said that part scared the dog out of him because he turned around and that guy just grabbed his throat and he knew the guy would be there, but he wasn't expecting the big throat grab. And he said, yeah, it scared the dog out of him. He seems, in the actual scene, he seems like, he, like it scared the shit out of him. Yeah. It's terrifying. It is. <laughs> yeah. So, so, and yeah, so Piper goes and he's starts. What does he tell Keith David? He's like, oh, there's something going on in there, blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah. This is where Keith David says, no, no. That's before, yeah. That's after. Yeah, because he's looking through the binoculars. Yeah. So anyways, later that night, these anti-alien whatever they are. Yeah, they get raided. Yeah, they get raided by the cops. And a bunch of bulldozers and and then the other, the face of the revolution and then the blind reverend, they get beaten up in the back alley. Yeah. Yeah. And, and presumably uh, killed. Yep. Piper's on the lamb. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, Keith, uh, Keith David just takes off on them when the shantytown's all getting wrecked and just leaves them all alone again. Yeah. Not a, not a friend not in a. sight. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he gets he gets the glasses and like he catches on pretty quickly of like oh shit yeah yeah like What's the next on? day he's walking around and he yeah. sees all the the aliens through the yeah. sunglasses. That entire sequence of him trying the glasses on like that sequence yeah. like really holds up like it's yeah it's still it still looks really cool Mm -hmm. oh yeah except everything that he sees the glasses looks like from it's from a 1950s sci-fi film like when he what the helicopters really look like and all that like yeah yeah. it totally looks like it's from like some sort of 50s sci-fi yeah and then he immediately starts killing aliens yes (laughs) (laughs) he just decides on the spot I'm going yeah. to start gunning these things down. Yeah. Well, because they, at first yeah. he's, he's just looking around at everything, but then he sees that one, they can communicate with each other. And the one says, oh, we found one who can see. So then, yeah, yeah. so then he knows he's in trouble. And so then he has to get on the, uh, the defensive. And he beats up the two cops, steals their weapons. Yeah. Yes. And then walks into the bank. Yeah, yeah. And then says his that's, famous line. That's says right. the famous, yeah, the famous line. Which which he wrote. Apparently yeah, had right. he had a he had a journal about different quotes and different things to say, like when he was a wrestler, and that's that he could say when he was like, you know, doing his promos or doing like trash talking people and stuff like that. And he showed it to John Carpenter and they saw all that line and went, Oh, that's great, let's throw it in the movie and so that's how it became in the movie. <laughs> That's that doesn't surprise me actually. That yeah. guy could deliver a wrestling <laughs> promo, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't so, know. Yeah, if, I don't know if you guys ever listened to the wrestling album back in the day. Like the very first one. Do you remember I that? I don't know. I remember the album, but I don't think I ever listened to it. Like Piper legitimately it's like a it's like an album of like wrestling themes and wrestlers singing songs and shit from like 1987. Mm-hmm. And Piper legitimately sounds like a maniac throughout <laughs> the whole does. thing. Yeah. Of course he does. So yeah, so then he uh he gets the cops and then he um carjacks the the lady Meg Foster Holly character holly and goes up to her house meg foster with the freaky eyes yeah yeah she has some freaky weird animal eyes her eyes her eyes freak me out Mm -hmm. 
I think one of the parts I thought I found funny is when they get up to her house and they're showing um, like these cop cars speeding along the road. It's like these two squad cars speeding along and then there's a bunch of, there's a riot squad that's just on foot running after the, the cop cars. Like <laughs> trying to keep pace with the cop cars. Like, you, oh, we're, we're, we're here. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he's on the news. They have a photo of him on the news. Where did they get that photo? That's like totally stock photo, of black and white, different hair length. It doesn't even like. <laughs> don't even know where they they got that photo. Considering nobody even knows his name or where he's from, but they have yeah. this photo of him on the news. Well, yeah. Word travels fast. Yes. <laughs> they got a sketch artist. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. The, the whole thing with um, with him kidnapping the woman and stuff—did they really need that in the movie? You know what I mean? I mean, other than like, to establish her as a character, I don't. Maybe, but I mean, I, I think part of it is for her is to be a red herring because she's kind of part of the twist. You don't. She thinks she's on his side. You think then she's not, and goes back and forth, back and forth. So, other than that. We probably didn't really need that because she could have just shown up at the meeting like she did later and just and him thought that she was on their side and then ends up turning. But was there I any commentary had, about her on there? Not not in regards of the character, just about the actress itself. But no, there's nothing in regards to develop that. But maybe they also needed her. They needed to establish that she worked at the TV station and stuff like that. And so. Right. Maybe that was the reason they had her in there. But then she hits him with a wine bottle and he goes flying out the window, like with the force that just Yeah, she like, bashes him in the head and she taught she like pushes him out out yeah. her window and yeah, he falls from like like that had to be <laughs> had to be like six or seven stories up. Yeah. And then he did he fall up. did he fall into the trash? truck or did he crawl into the trash truck i can't oh, that's remember. a separate scene that's a separate scene because i thought that was the back. same scene no because he lands oh. and then he crawls underneath kind of the where the houses are on stilts kind of on the side of the hollywood hills yeah, yeah and then he goes oh back to try yeah to, yeah and then he goes back to try to find the glasses and he realized that the the you know they've been collected by the trash guys but he and does get a pair though he yes does have a pair he does have a pair on him and then he does find the box in the trash that has like a couple pairs. But that was like the cleanest garbage I've seen. It's all <laughs> I was just, you think that right? you think that was a, or you think that was like a recycle truck because it was just I actually all, have I actually have that in my notes, the cleanest yeah. garbage I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all cardboard and shredded. It's just paper. like boxes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's boxes so and, and and like some wrapping paper. It looked like it was tinsel. Like it's just like a huge wad of tinsel. And yeah, somehow he's the driver doesn't notice that the the back is open and there's and then the driver dumps the cargo and then just leaves. And they drive and then, off yeah. with the back of the truck still open. Maybe yes. it was a recycling truck. Yeah, because because <laughs> that was big back in eighty eight. Hey, yeah. Los Angeles is progressive, okay? <clears throat> yeah. Maybe they were 30 years ahead of us. Yeah. Yes. I'm, so I'm, yeah, just, I'm I, just trying to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then that, of course, leads to after he gets the random glasses, whatever's left. That leads that's to a big fight. 
Yeah, that's when Keith David shows up. And they shows him, gives him the wad of cash for his pay at the construction site. And it lands right in the box. I don't know how many takes that took, but yeah, the, the rolled up <laughs> oh, wad yeah. lands right into the box. And then he's like, try on these glasses. And then it just, violence ensues. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, apparently then, they practiced that in John Carpenter's backyard. For like a month, month and a half. So. They pulled out some wrestling moves, man. There was some oh yeah, there was back, a, mm-hmm. back suplexes and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part was when like Keith David like sidewalk slams Piper and yeah. fucking leans into him and says, "Fuck you." <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> I like when Roddy. I like when Roddy tries to punch uh, Keith David and or uh, David Keith or Keith David. Keith, Keith David, David, yeah. Keith David. 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 David Keith punch. is white. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Tries to, uh, Roddy tries to punch him in the nuts, and he goes. He stops. <laughs> and stops his hand. He goes, "You dirty motherfucker!" <laughs> yeah. And then he and then he ends up kicking up. Like yeah, he ends up kneeing Roddy in the balls like a few times after Roddy's like trying five to punch times. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Keith David yeah, is, is amazing, just, man. Yeah. That is one amazing, over the top, just ridiculously long fight. Yeah. It's and entertaining yeah, to tell, though. Yeah. And then, yeah, he manages to get the glasses on him at the end, and then he's immediately a believer. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. now, now they're a team. And, and then, then yeah. he looks up in the sky and sees like that flying saucer. Yeah. Up, up above the fucking yeah. the <laughs> line of the buildings, and he's like, what the? fuck is that yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then they and then they show up at that yeah and then they show up at that hotel that dive hotel all just beaten up and bloody yeah just to get a room and then they have heart-to-heart talks in that room yeah Yeah. like what went on in that room because they get there and then the next day the the guy from the resistance is in the lobby and comes up to the room yeah. And there's like pots and pans and fucking hot plates and like <laughs> like empty beer cans. Like, did they? Yeah. What happened in there? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it was no. like they'd been living in there for two weeks. Yeah, it's like a big, a big. They treated as like their own dorm. Yeah, yeah and plates. they're all they're all healed up and yeah. It's completely healed the next day. <laughs> yes, and like, Piper yeah, well, looked like shit. Like, Oh, the Piper had like the swelling on his cheek. He and had I was like, like that, like that cut that went across yeah. here. Like, yeah, yeah. And then it was like all gone the next day. Yeah, yeah. And then they're talking about the fighting, and they're talking about Piper's talking about his past and stuff like that. And they're I think they're talking about if they're ready or whatever and stuff. And Brody's like, "Well, I ain't Daddy's little boy anymore." That, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that dialogue <laughs> about his dad. Like, yeah. what is what? <laughs> Like you can tell, Carpenter didn't write this script. Like he somebody, did actually. He wrote the he script. He wrote it yeah. under a pseudonym. Yeah, he wrote it under a pseudonym. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was Frank Armitage was the was the writer, but that was that's Carpenter under as a pseudonym. So there was actually a short story. Yeah, there was a short story. Okay. And but um, Carpenter talked about. It. He said he changed it a little bit. He said the short story starts off with some guy in a crowd seeing some sort of hypnotist and so he puts everybody asleep or whatever and then he says okay wake up and this guy one this one guy wakes up and he's able to see the new what the reality really is and so he yeah. just changed changed it up so 
Yeah. All right. I did not know that. See, I don't have the Blu-ray. I just have the DVD. Yeah. And there's no anything oh, extra, really. Yeah, no, I have the um, Shout so Factory. I, so I have the, like, MGM DVD. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the Shout and, Factory one is good. There's lots of good bonus stuff on that one. Mm-hmm. I like Shout Factory, but they're so expensive. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Crazy expensive. I think yeah, so, I think since I left E1, I've bought mm-hmm. maybe ten Blu-rays. Nearly in five years, yeah. Because they were so cheap there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, yeah. I forgot we were doing a podcast for. A second. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like, Let's talk about not, work. Yeah, and uh, yeah. something I think if they don't want to stand out from the aliens, they probably would be better off not wearing their sunglasses at night when they're walking the streets. Cause that makes it a little obvious that they're, uh, yeah. they're up to something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then they get, they go into, well, the resistance guy tells them, Oh, let's go meet us at this building tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go and it's the resistance and, they get these new um, contact lenses, which well, that this... she goes he goes in there and says, "You don't need your sunglasses in here. We're all human." But then they give them contact lenses, so then they're still going to be able to see if they're human or not. <laughs> yeah. And like, and, I and... did you see the way that they both kind of awkwardly, like, pretended to put those the the contact lenses <laughs> yeah. in by shoving yeah. the whole case towards yeah, their like eye. They... It's yeah, like... I mean, if you don't know how to putting contact lenses i mean i have a hard enough time trying to put drops in my eyes so for the first time trying to put a contact lens i don't think i'd be able to do it that casually <laughs> no yeah. yeah so anyways yeah they go to this meeting of the resistance and immediately the aliens and the police and whoever the task force like invades yeah. and starts killing everyone yeah yep. Yeah, but then they, um, Keith David had got one of their special two way Dick Tracy type watches. <laughs> and then it malfunctions and it creates a hole in the ground for yeah. them to be able to get away from. A secret yeah. hole to the underground. Yeah. That's right. And when they get in the, when they get in the drop in, and then Rodley Piper says, like, I just hope no one saw us drop in. No. Just a squad of police that were running at you when you fell down through the through the ground. Those are the only people that saw you drop in there. Yeah. Unless you're supposed to assume that Roddy killed them all before he dropped in because he did have just lay off a volley of machine gun fire as he fell into the hole. And what about when they go down in there and they're kind of wandering around and those those two guards are like celebrating Oh yeah, like, the victory like over the, the Dodgers just won the World Series. <laughs> oh, high five! Yeah, <laughs> like they like celebrate and then just completely abandon their post and walk off. Yeah, they're yeah. saying the crisis is over. <laughs> we don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 was it from like from what I gather from the aliens have been there since like the fifties and yeah. they've been changing the atmosphere. So it sounds like aliens were causing climate change so a lot like the plot of uh the charlie sheen movie the arrival 
that uh <laughs> i like oh, that yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah they're trying very, you know, making it very similar in, yeah make it inhabitable for humans but habitable for them yeah 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 so yeah then the movie just kind of becomes excessive violence or whatever as they're well they meet that one guy from the shanty town and now he's sold out yeah, yeah and, he sold out to the rich elites. Yeah, to the, the to the yeah. aliens. And for somebody who is just converted, he has a lot of access to everything that the yeah. aliens are up to. <laughs> he seems to know a lot about their infrastructure and everything that's going on and underground and all their plans for someone who's over the cor- over the course of like what, like two, three days, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Because, He's now yeah. ingrained himself and everyone he knows everything and he can has can go anywhere yeah. he wants and do anything he wants. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't understand. These aliens have all this technology. They've been around for thirty years. Yeah, at that point. But they're still fucking broadcasting their subliminal shit from mm-hmm. a regular T V station, just a satellite dish on the top of the roof like yes <laughs> and what is that weird like space transport room that they go into where people like all oh, right yeah zip off into space how it's like a galaxy quest thing yeah, yeah, just a, zip yeah off like, and, boom. and the guy's explanation is like oh it's like light refraction or something yeah like, Some <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't think that's what it is dude no <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, so I guess they finally, you know, kill the big, the gathering of people in the basement of all the people who are part of these aliens, so they can get to the yeah. Uh, once their once their buddy in the tuxedo like gets them into the control room there. Yeah, and then they have and to make it to the to roof. Shoot their way in after that. Yeah, and then they have to make it to the roof to disrupt the uh, the signal. Yeah. And that's when, and then that's when you learn that Meg Foster is turned again, or just wasn't on their turn because she, she shoots double agent or uh, triple agent, double yeah. agent. Yeah, what's its face? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and then of course you know he's able to destroy the signal with you know one single gunshot or whatever or two shots, yeah. and then everybody <clears throat> wakes up and there's aliens everywhere. Yeah, all the messages are there, and yeah, and then the ladies fucking that alien and you know i don't even know why that part is that, that, yeah, so that, that part seems so out of place it's just, yeah, just thrown in there like yeah oh, somebody yeah like yeah, what's wrong need. what's wrong baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody just, said just we need totally to move in this movie so let's just yeah. throw this let's just tack this scene on at the very end yes let's have some comic relief right at the end and nudity we, we missed that yeah. Uh, yeah i'm okay with that there's your <laughs> there's your r rating right there yes mm. Yeah, so I mean, did you guys also notice, uh, like the two at the end when everybody wakes up and they see aliens everywhere and they're watching that TV in the bar and there's these two movie critics mm. and they're talking about, I... uh, and the one guy says, uh, you know, filmmakers like George A. Romero and John Carpenter, uh, oh, yeah. you know, have really gone have really gone too far with all this violence and all this stuff. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> That's funny. Yeah. No, I didn't. I don't think I uh, noticed that. Though. I didn't I actually never noticed it until today. Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, I think I first saw the movie when it came out. I didn't, didn't definitely didn't see it at the theater, but I saw it on 
pretty much saw it on VHS, I'm pretty sure, for some I saw. Yeah, that was where I first saw it, was on VHS for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was a wrestling freak, so. I was, I was a big I was, fan of it, though. Like I remember watching it, like quite a few times. Yeah, yeah, all it came friends, out. All my yeah. buddies loved it, and like it was, yeah, it, just one of those movies. that's just really entertaining. I think yeah. too, like when you're like 15, 16, and, and you're watching that movie for the first time, mm-hmm. you, know, like, you know, you're mainly just watching for all the violence and everything, and all the, you know, like the big fight scenes and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, it's fun, too, you know. Yeah, with, yeah, with the glasses, with the reveal, you know, the mystery. Yeah, yeah, like it's a big fun action movie. But then, yeah. when you watch it, you know, when you're older, you start to realize, oh, this is like a total, you know, it's like a commentary on like Reagan, you know, yeah, Reagan's mm-hmm. uh, capitalism and consumerism, like capitalism and like economic policies, and all, you know, like the rich, mm-hmm. you know, like the gap between rich and poor getting bigger, and yeah. And, uh, the, me- the media controlling everything. Yeah. yeah. A movie that came out around the same time that's kind of similar with the aliens assimilating themselves, but in this in right. that world was yeah. uh, Alien Nation was something that came around that, around that time. But in that, oh, yeah. in that movie. I remember. In the, that was the one with James Caan. And, James Caan and Mandy Patinkin, and, where the alien, they, they actually knew the aliens, but that was more of a commentary on racism because their aliens yeah, were yeah. being treated as outsiders. Yeah, was, as wasn't there a TV but, show too? Yeah, it came yeah, to later. But yeah, but now that was a good movie too. I enjoyed that one. I don't think I've ever seen the movie. I, I know no. I watched the TV show. Yeah. I remember uh, liking the movie. Yeah. I think Terrence I haven't seen Stamp. it in a long time though. Yeah, I think Terrence Stamp was the big villain in that one. So. Oh, yeah. He's, he's right. usually the big villain in everything. Yes, yes. He? Yeah. Except then uh, Priscilla. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> So, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, fun yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. It's definitely cheesy. Uh, yeah, I found the editing was really bad. Like, yeah, they kept a yeah. lot of like shit in. They could have just cut out. But, could have been padding for time because it was um, like, a, like it was only ninety minutes. So the mu- the music's good. Like the 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 score, just like every John Carpenter movie. Yeah. Yeah, the score is pretty cool. It's a little bit different from his typical score because there's yeah. like harmonica in there and stuff. And mm-hmm. There's a little rock and roll, a lot of guitars, like a little yeah. bluesy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Not just keyboard or synth or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's not the best Carpenter by far, but it's, you know, it's certainly one of the most entertaining, and mm-hmm. and uh, I think. You know, like the social commentary aspect of it holds up, I think. Oh, yeah. absolutely, it does. Right? Yeah. Right, even today, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Especially, yeah. especially today. Oh, and yeah, not tomorrow, sure. today Cor- specifically. Coronavirus today. is the aliens. And, yep. and you know, I have and, nothing and, else. <laughs> that was a great analogy. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So yeah, I don't uh, think there's coronavirus is a hoax. It's all a big hoax. Yeah, it is. It is. It's yeah. not real. Fake news. Yeah. Yeah. Bill Bill Gates and five G is responsible or, for coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. It's true. Actually, yeah. some people are saying that Zoom actually created the coronavirus because now that everyone is using Zoom now. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could yeah, say Zoom that about toilet paper companies too. Yep. Yeah. 
pretty much anything that's benefited is behind uh, yeah. coronavirus. Charmin. Yes. Char- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those Pull the mask bears. off to reveal that Charmin yeah. is responsible. Yes. Well, it's... it's this has nothing to do with anything. But while we're on the topic of Charmin and those stupid bears in the in those commercials, talking about these toilet paper that's so much more absorbent, so you don't need as much toilet paper. Shit does not does not absorb. You cannot. It doesn't. It doesn't matter <laughs> if you have one sheet of toilet paper or three. You're not going to absorb more shit from from the toilet paper because it doesn't soak into the toilet paper. And I'll tell you one thing. If a bear takes a shit, you know, fine. But if a bear takes a shit and tries to wipe his ass, he's going to make a mess. Yeah he's, oh, yeah, he's making the problem worse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's going to get a lot of will nots, you know. <laughs> yes. This is our social commentary for this, for this episode. Yes, yes. That's what we're talking about. We're getting political now. <clears throat> so, yeah, good movie. Good watch. Yep. Um, I yeah, don't know. It's fun. I don't know yep. how many of our seven listeners will have seen it. <laughs> but yeah, at least people know of this movie. You know? Yes, and I've heard of Roddy Piper and whatnot, and it actually had a theatrical release, unlike you know our first season movies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I guess it's. Now's as good a time as any to segue into our top five. Since we just saw John Carpenter, we might as well talk about our top five John Carpenter movies. I actually, uh, I did uh, on my website, I did uh, my top five John Carpenter movies, but it's changed in the last six months, I think. So. Oh, really? Because it has Ghosts of Mars and the word on it now? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's what I thought. I never uh, saw the ward. I didn't see that either. No, that's the last thing you actually. Is it any good? Uh, yeah, it's better than Ghosts of Mars. Is it? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Ghosts of I, Mars I, is not good. No, it's not. It's got a good cast, but it's a, <laughs> a terrible. Has a very yeah, it has a really good cast. Actually. Yeah, it has an Ice Cube in it. Ice Cube, yeah. Statham, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Jason Statham. Jason Statham, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that's one of his earlier ones. That was just like right after Snatch. Yeah. 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 So, so who wants to start with their number five? I say we don't do honorable mentions until the end, just in case we mention we have an honorable mention that's on somebody's list. That way, we're not talking about the movie too often or whatever so yeah all right um so yeah who wants to start with their number five let's uh, let's have our guest casey okay. start all righty um my number five now this was tough because I, w- I went back and forth between two movies for my number five but mm-hmm. i picked they live for number five okay uh it was either between that or uh big trouble in little china so. mm. <laughs> that's funny casey because that's exactly what I have on the the my website that I put up like six months ago. No. Oh, really? My number five is "They Live" is tied with "Big Trouble." Is hmm. tied with "Big Trouble." Yeah. So I'll say yeah. So I'll say "They Live" is my number five. Okay. Okay, I guess I'll go. My number five is probably going to be surprising for you guys of how low it is, 
and that's Halloween. Uh, no, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I like the Halloween movies, but I'm not. He's not my favorite of the serial killers. I'd probably have to say Friday the 13th is probably my favorite of the of that 80s slasher genre. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's far from my favorite John Carpenter. Sure. Yep. Um, I'm going to say big trouble in little China is probably number five for me. It probably bumped out. They live after just kind of watching both of them in the last little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, beautiful tongue-in-cheek comedy yeah uh yeah it's fun it's fun like and kurt russell and a bunch of chinese dudes like mm. <laughs> how can you go wrong yeah it's, and, it's, and don't forget kim cattrall yes that's right and pork yeah. chop express mm-hmm. yeah so yeah no I, i'm fine with that and casey you're number four uh, my number four, Escape from New York. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Just yeah, another the, very entertaining movie. Yeah. Dystopian future, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it take place in a time? Isn't it, isn't it 97 it takes place or something like that? So it's yeah, taking place it's like in a time that's already happened? I yeah. Think. Yeah. 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 So my number four is The Fog. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just something about this movie that like the atmosphere is just creepy. Something about ghosts living in the fog, you know, like pirate ghosts, like, come on. Mm -hmm. And the soundtrack is my favorite Carpenter soundtrack. The soundtrack is cool for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I've mentioned to this before that I didn't really care for the fog when I saw it. I think partly because I'd heard so many great things about it and that it was hyped up. And for me, it just didn't live up to that. So I think if I watched it again, knowing that what to expect, I might be able to accept it more, but yeah, I didn't. didn't Yeah. It's never been my favorite uh, Carpenter film either, but I haven't watched it in a really long time. Mm -hmm. Maybe if I give it a re, you know, I feel like I should give it another chance. And I've heard the remake is way better. Yeah, like I um <laughs> with that dude from Smallville? Yes. <laughs> Tom, what's his name? Uh, um, Tom I never Welling. saw the remake. Yeah. Never saw the remake. I do have the DVD for uh for the original though. So yeah. I'll probably That's give it so- a rewatch yeah. while There's we're still so- in self isolation here. There's yeah. one creepy scene in that movie. I don't know if you guys remember it when like there's a ghost, you can see a ghost walking on the ceiling in the like the fog oh yeah kind of cool i was like that's effective but the rest of the movie is dog shit so yeah yeah no i don't remember that scene so sorry uh my number my number four is uh prince of darkness Mm -hmm. Uh, oh that's a good that's a good one little alice cooper alice cooper it's pretty creepy also has uh hitchcock from brooklyn 99 in it as well yeah yeah, he's and uh, isn't Donald oh, wow. Pleasance in it too? Donald Donald Pleasance yeah, is Donald in that, Pleasance. and uh, is it Victor Wong? Or he's he's from Big Trouble Little China. He's he's in it as well. Oh, uh, James Wong, that guy? No, no, Vic, Victor Wong, the good, same guy who was in tr- in Tremors. Oh, Talked right, okay. The, the graboids. Um, 
right. Yeah, James, James, yeah, or Victor, Victor, Victor Wong. Yeah, there's James Hong is a different actor. Who's also James Hong? That's what I was thinking. James Hong is in, yeah, is in big trouble as well. And yeah. and, and what is and he in trouble for? <laughs> he's he's in lots of trouble, and he's also in Wayne's World too. So, um, he plays the dad. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes, Cassandra's uh, dad. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah, yeah Prince of Darkness. It's so just, what is he? Chinese or Korean? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> in Hollywood, they're all the same. Um, whoa, 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 whoa! That's. Uh... <laughs> I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Hollywood cast Asians universal, regardless of what nationality they are. All right. Um, yeah. So I, I've always found that movie really creepy. Um, first time I saw it, I thought it was okay. But again, it was one of those things where I watched again, and uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot more the, the second and third times. But yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So you're number three, Casey. Uh, my number three, In the Mouth of Madness. Mm-hmm. I just watched that for the first time about three, four months ago. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's great. It's creepy as fuck. It's very creepy. Yeah. I love it. Good, perf- uh, really good performance from uh, Sam Neill as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he's, he's good. And uh, he's also good in just horror films in general, like Event Horizon. I watched like within the last week, and that movie's just fucking amazing. And Jurassic Park. Yes. Yeah, then Horizon still creeps me out. Mm-hmm. So, your number three, Terry? Uh, mine is Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it when I was a kid. Loved it. Soundtrack's great. The story's great. Um, you know, they hire a piece of trash convict to try and, you know, Save the president. Save the president president. from Manhattan, which is now like a maximum security. President Donald Pleasance, right? You know, kind of of like the way Britain treated Australia about 400 years ago. Like a penal colony. Yeah. 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 Penal. Penal. So, yeah. I didn't say penal. My number three three is one that we've already mentioned, and that's Big Trouble, Little China. Um, I've always loved it. First time I saw it, we, my family just moved to Ottawa and my sister and I didn't really know anybody yet because school hadn't started. So we're sitting around bored and our neighbors invited us, invited her and I over just to watch this movie specifically because they thought we would like it for some unknown reason. And we watched <laughs> it and then, yeah, and I've loved it ever since. And it's just, it gets better with every viewing. Jack Burton. Jack Burton. Jack Burton. All right, so now we're on to number two. Uh, yeah, so number two, Halloween. Um, yeah, very high on my list just because, I mean, this, once again, this goes back to when I was a kid. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're a kid and you have sleepovers and you rent a bunch of horror movies, and that one was, that movie was always rented every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, watched it so many times as a kid. It was like one of the first horror movies I saw, I think. Right. I was about like eight or nine years old or something. So I remember seeing mm-hmm. it when I was really young and it just, it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, go ahead. I watch it every Halloween without fail. Every mm-hmm. year. I watch it once a year on Halloween. Yeah, I think it's I saw it my first just, time. What's that? Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I, was, I think the first time I saw it, I was well into my teens. 
I didn't oh, okay. see it as a kid. And so I think I had seen so much at that point. I'd been already desensitized a little bit. So it wasn't as violent as I was expecting. And um, so yeah. that I might lead to a little bit of disappointment in it. But because um, I was so used to seeing Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, which is just fortuitous blood. And right. then, you know, Halloween was put right up there. And it just, it wasn't as violent as as people made it out to be but so. ha- halloween's completely different than like More the original halloween yeah, yeah slasher film. and like <clears throat> it's completely 100 percent plausible that this could happen right you know what i mean yeah yeah and because then, in the first in the original film he's not like supernatural yet you know what i mean he's not yeah he seems yeah. he seems very human in the first movie mm-hmm. absolutely and like you don't really know anything about him you know yeah. he's just other than some, the fact that he's an escaped mental patient yeah yes. you know that he killed his sister and he's in a mental institute yeah. mm-hmm. and you know you don't know at this point that laurie strode's his sister mm-hmm but there's so many different timelines that who knows if that's his sister or not. I don't know. Right. But yeah, it's like, there's something about that movie that's just genuine. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. And you want like genuine, like. Genuine. Like pony. Like yeah. yeah. You want to ride a pony? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, I just have a really, I just have a really strong connection to it, mostly from seeing it as a kid. Right. Yeah. And so, and from your murder spree when you were younger too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That too. So my number two is also Halloween. So we don't really need to talk about it anymore. Okay. Yeah. So I think my number two is probably going to be your guys' number one. So we might just be bleeding into that. And for me, my number two is the thing. Um, that movie's awesome. Like I, I, I've watched that now probably on a, at least twice a year now for the last five years, and it's the special effects were ahead of their time. Like the practical effects, you, 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 you there's no way that you've been able to, should have been able to achieve that back then, and it still holds up. Yeah. And it still holds up, yeah. It's and who did the effects? Rick was it Rick Baker? No, it's somebody, somebody else, but somebody who worked under his somebody who worked i think with rick baker and then he branched off on his own something bottom or bottom or bottom or something uh, like it's that. a guy named bottom? rob Bote- no yeah. no it's a guy named rob Botine. yeah that's oh it. yeah rob yeah 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 and he was like think- uh he was like an understudy for like rick baker uh rick baker like they were friends and he was yeah. and uh he kind of learned from rick baker mm-hmm. yeah but um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's great it's got a great cast like Everybody back then, like those guys weren't as known, but you watch it now and like every guy is somebody who's been in something that you've seen like a hundred times or there are oh, yeah. so many great character actors in that. And uh, yeah, it's, it's so good. It does a good job of like blurring the line between horror and science fiction. Like, mm-hmm. like it, it really, draws on that whole thing of like the unknown is terrifying you know oh yeah what i mean mm-hmm. you don't you don't know who's been infected by this thing mm-hmm. and like yeah you know well 
yeah, that's the other thing is you combine the sci-fi and the horror element, and then you throw in the whole sort of uh, uh, idea of uh, like cabin fever and yeah, the, the isolation and all that. Yeah, isolation yeah. and nobody trusts anybody, and it's just just the whole thing is so well put together. I'm pretty sure that movie was inspired by the X Files episode. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, no, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure X Files inspired the thing, even though it came out like. Yeah, 17 yeah, years yeah. later or whatever 20 years yeah but yeah no that's that's my uh number two so your number one casey uh my number one is the thing the thing has <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah we've, yeah we've discussed it so and i guess we'll move terry your number one is the thing the thing <laughs> <laughs> so there we go wow that was convenient so We'll just move into my number one, which has already been mentioned, and that's in the mouth of madness. And yeah, yeah, that, that's there's so many fucked up visual things in that, and like the part when he's at the hotel and there's like the old woman who has her husband chained on the floor and all that. Oh, that's stuff. A, yeah, that's a fucked up scene. Yeah, and it's just yeah, there's there's so much good stuff, and uh, yeah, I've, it's it's a movie that I've recommended to so many people, like. When we when I worked at the video stores and whatnot, and people say, "Oh, can you recommend a scary movie?" That would be my 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 go to one to recommend to people, right. and I recommended it to um, a coworker before, and she said, "Oh, me and my girlfriend are getting together, and we're going to watch a scary movie. Can you recommend something?" So I recommended this, and the next day she came in and she yelled at me, and she's like, "I was insecting something that scary. How dare you?" And all that, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> "Suck it up." So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it still holds up as just a as a very disturbing film. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's 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 I guess that's our top fives. Anybody have an honorable mention that was not has not been mentioned yet? Uh, I do. Uh, yeah. My honorable mention was Christine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is another favorite of mine when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen it since I was a kid. But yeah, it's but yeah. still good. It's yeah. still yeah. a good movie. Yeah, I bought the Blu-ray for that uh, recently, actually, uh, maybe about a year ago. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, still good. Mm-hmm. Terrence, did you have any? what? What about um, vampires? Just because of James Con or um, the James Woods? James Woods. Oh, before James he's Woods. Con- before he became a crazy conservative Republican. I'm sure yeah, he was yeah. back then, but he just wasn't <laughs> vocal about it. But yeah, he's 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 crazy now. All joking yeah, yeah. all joking aside, I I did enjoy that movie. Yeah, yeah, I did too, actually. Yeah, it's been a while for me, but yeah, I think it's pretty good. For me, I liked um Assault on Precinct thirteen. That's a really good one. Yeah. That's a good I, one. And even the remake is pretty good. Now just in spite that Ethan Hawke is in it, it's still yeah. a pretty good remake. Um, but yeah, no, the I, I enjoyed Assault. It's I watched it probably within the last year. Why um, do you hate Ethan Hawke so much, dude? <laughs> he's such a tool. Because mostly because of Reality Bites, when that came out, he became the poster child for Generation X. And I'm like, fuck that guy. He doesn't represent me. <laughs> <laughs> I will say... In all fairness, that is a terrible movie. Yeah. So, In fairness I, to Scott, I should say. Yeah. I've never seen it. It's yeah. an awful film. Yeah. So that's that's the reason pretty much I, I don't like 
I don't like him just because he's he's supposed to represent this generation and like fuck off. I always thought Winona Ryder was like the uh, Gen X spokes, you know, spokesperson. Right. Yeah. So, I guess that's that's. What about Starman? Starman. Starman was fun. I mean, that's certainly a mm-hmm. departure for for Carpenter. Yeah, it was more of a drama, really. I mean, yeah. it was like it was sci-fi, but it was more of a drama. Yeah. You know, it played more of yeah, it played more of like a realistic type sci-fi than you know, fantastical. Oh yeah, Jeff Bridges yeah. was really good in that. Yeah. Yeah. And and a rare other appearance for Karen Allen after uh, yeah. after Raiders. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about Memoirs of an Invisible Man? <laughs> that movie's terrible. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. I remember seeing it in the theater and I was like, what the f-? like that's the one with Chevy Chase, right? Chevy yeah. Chase and Daryl Hannah. So bad. Yeah. Never yeah, never liked that one. Yeah. There's some other ones. Yeah, Ghosts of Mars, we already mentioned. That's a bad. pretty bad one. Yeah. Escape from LA was a pretty bad sequel. I never saw it. Yeah. It was okay, but it was nowhere near as good as it was so Hollywood. To me, it was very it got the Hollywood treatment. Yeah, it was a lot slicker. Like it was just it obviously had a much larger budget. And it had like the rock and roll soundtrack with like yeah, yeah. white zombie and a bunch of other shit. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't very good. No, I assume that, so I I avoided it. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. He hasn't done any directing in ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not since uh, not since yeah, the war was the last one. And actually, one and other movie. One. Yeah, and one other movie of his that was good um, is the anthology. But he didn't direct. He only directed, I think, two of the parts. Was Body Bags. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That yeah. that that was a good movie. I enjoyed that. That was fun. I like I like anthologies. I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for horror anthologies. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz he was in that. He started in that one too. He was like one of the guys that connected all the stories. He worked as a, like a mortician. Yeah. Him him and oh, him yeah. and Tom, him and Tom Arnold were the morticians that connect were the connective <laughs> tissue right. for all the stories. I was at um that horror TV series, he directed one or two episodes. Um, was that the Masters of Horror? Yeah. 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 Which one did he do? I can't remember. I don't did know. Did he direct it or write it? Was it something about monkeys? I'm pretty sure it was something about monkeys. I think he just, just directed it. You making that up? or uh, Pretty much, yeah. Everybody loves monkeys. Yeah, it was a monkeys. Oh, monkeys, yeah, he did... Pro-life and cigarette burns. Right, I was actually going to say cigarette burns. I was just going to pull that one yeah. out of my ass, even though I, I yeah. knew of the title. I just didn't know it was him or not. Yeah, that was him. What you, what you would have pulled out of your ass is correct. I did. <laughs> and, and, and delicious. What? <sighs> so, yeah, I guess that's the old top five, eh? Yeah. That's the old top five. That was actually it was actually a pretty hard list to come up with because like Big Trouble would be on my top five. Um, you know, uh Christine would be on my top five. Yeah. But I, I really had to kind of narrow it down. Yeah. How about Village of the Damned? I never saw that. Easy. I've never seen it. No, I never saw Village of the Damned either. Isn't it basically or- just like Children of the Corn? Mm. Not quite. Different than that. 
yeah, but yeah, it's ba- it's a remake, you know. But yeah, but I think that's I think that's the last movie that Christopher Reeve walked in. Oh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> oh no. I'm not sure. I I, I just I just assume it's, it was pretty close to the around that time. I was going to mention something. Actually, no, here it is here, right here. It's a trivia on IMDb, the very first thing. This is the final feature film completed by Christopher Reeve before a horse riding accident in May 27, 1995, which left him paralyzed. So there listen, you go. Listen to how excited you are over a man losing his ability to walk. <laughs> I'm just excited that's, that people have found that as an interesting fact for trivia for this movie as much as I did. Actually, because it says the number of people who found this interesting, and it says 96 of 97 people found this interesting. Wow. (laughs) I was the one that that found it uninteresting. I forgot that he was in that movie. Yeah, him and, was it, I think him and Kirstie Alley, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, Kirstie Alley. And Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill, Jesus. Mark Hamill was in an episode of What We Do in the Shadows last week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's been renewed for season three. It's a really, it's a really funny show. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Matt I, haven't seen the, I haven't seen the series yet. I only saw the movie. Matt Berry is brilliant. Easy. You guys is know it- Matt Berry. I know yeah. who he is. Yeah, I'm familiar with Matt Barry. Yeah, he's he's Chuck's brother. <laughs> <laughs> him, him and Marvin Barry are Chuck's brothers. I don't no, know no, if Marvin that's true. Cousin. Oh, cousin. That's right. So right? yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Mar- Marvin was his cousin. So well, Matt's yeah. his brother. What about Marion Barry, the former mayor of Washington, Mar- Washington D.C. D.C. that smoked yeah. crack? That crack guy. He they could be related too. Is Halle Berry related? I, I think so. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I think everybody last name Berry, they're all related. I think there's some sort of incestuous thing there. <laughs> okay, we're getting a little. I was gonna I was gonna mention something. What's that? Since we we're talking about a wrestler um acting in a movie, mm-hmm. I watched that Netflix movie with um David Spade called The Wrong Missy. Okay, yeah. Roman Reigns. Oh, wow. And he actually has speaking lines and he's he just terrible. He just doesn't go, ooh, ah, no. <laughs> uh, no, no, not this one. No? He actually has like four lines. Wow. Yeah. And he, he delivers them with a plum. And Vanilla Ice is also in the movie too, so. Wow, wow. you're just... Every word you're saying just makes me want to watch it less and less. Nah, it's it's. What is that show about, uh, Terry? Well, do you want me to break it down? But the, yeah, the do wrong like scene. a short little synopsis. Have you ever seen any like kind of gross-out rom-com with middle-aged people before? With middle-aged this, people? Well, you know, like forties. Yeah. Uh, the only one I can think of, of uh, would be Blockers. Mm, right. Nah, it's not like Blockers. No. no. 
it's what can I like I know I've seen 20 to 25 movies that are exactly like it but I can't really remember right now right it's like just a comedy so a gross out comedy but with like 40 something yeah it's like David Spade like 40 year old virgin nah not that quality nah like David Spade's this dude who's hung up on his ex-fiance. So he goes out on a blind date and meets this crazy chick and then like ghosts her and then meets a chick in the airport that he falls in love with. And both of their names are Melissa or Missy for short. So he gets invited to this corporate retreat and he's allowed to bring a date so he texts Missy, but texts the wrong Missy. So yeah. the crazy broad shows up. And by the end of the movie, he falls in love with the crazy broad, not the really hot one. Oh, okay. okay. And, of course uh, he does. Rob Schneider has a good cameo, like every other. Adam Sandler Adam produced Adam's, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is this a Happy Madison production? or does it Sure is. Have, oh, yeah, like, that's something, yeah. I was just, just going to and it has, And it has all his other players, like Alan Covert or whatever is in it, I think, and some um, other guys. Yes. Steve uh, no. <laughs> I did not see, see, did not see Steve Buscemi. No. Um. But yeah, that Alan Covert guy is in it. Mm. Um, and uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's in Grandma's Boy. He's like the oh, guy with the car Dante, bed. Dante. Nick Swartzen yeah. is in it. He's like one of Adam Sandler's boys now. Go two boys, yeah. yeah. It's Kevin James in it? <laughs> no. No Kevin James. It's Chris Farley in it. If you want to know who's in it, just go on IMDb. <laughs> Is Chris Rock in it? It's good. <laughs> I don't think. Is Chris Bob Rock... Barker in it? Uh, no, Bob Barker's dead, isn't he? I don't think he is. He's just retired. Isn't he like 100? Could be. <laughs> he should be. So you're, so you're, so you're saying that he... He shouldn't be allowed to be alive anymore. He's just well, Christ, Happy Gilmore is like twenty-five years old. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me feel very depressed. <laughs> uh, Jackie Sandler's in it. I don't know if that's like—is that his sister or, or sibling? Yeah, it must be his sister or cousin or something Jackie Sandler I didn't even know he had a sister or a cousin or one that was in acting uh, oh Sarah Chalk's in it too okay okay that's just Uh, and Joe Ananoi oh he's very good yeah that's that's Roman Reigns (laughs) Anyways, uh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay. All right. Oh, just uh, just just to confirm, Bob Barker is still alive, and he will be turning ninety-seven in December. Holy shit! Nine. He's still alive. Yeah. I have. I have. 
I have a feeling he's not going to make it until <laughs> till December. You think he's been spayed or neutered? Jesus. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. Is he still able to reproduce? Mm. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten COVID. It would take a whole lot of science for that guy to be able to reproduce at this age. Yeah. 97. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, should we continue random banter or should we? (laughs) (laughs) You probably sign off probably right now and and continue to random banter outside of the recording. All right. All right. So, yeah. So, um, I guess that concludes this episode. And I like, I'd like to thank our guest, Casey, for joining us today. Yes. Thank you, Casey. Yes. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. We shall have you on again. Yeah. So, I've been working uh, on a, I've been working on another special guest. Oh, yeah. Who's that? He's also a former employee of of our old employer. Is it uh, somebody of the Wart clan? It's one of them. Is it one of them? Okay, yeah. somebody of the Wart clan. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, yeah. All right. Anyways. So, I look forward to that. So, yeah. Yep. So, for uh, for Flixmax, I'm, I'm Scott. And I am Terry. So till next time, uh, toodles.